Hello, I'm Dr. Jesse L. Grice, founder and uh, senior pastor of Truvine Baptist Church. It's my heart as we welcome you. I welcome you, and I praise God uh, that you will get something from it and bless your life. And in Jesus' name, we love you. Oh, Lord, a great big hand of praise. Amen. This choir make me think I can sing. Amen. But lucky for y'all, I know better. Amen. I moved the mic way. And I get my own praise on. Amen. I'm going to get Brother Ricky to teach me how to sing like that one day. Amen. 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 Please turn with me to Ephesians, the fourth chapter, because I'm, I'm not going to be before you long, but this is pretty good this morning. I tell you, God has been dealing with me on this, and I know he's going to bless someone today. Ephesians 4, beginning at verse 1. Ephesians. Four, beginning at verse 1. When you have it, say amen. amen. I'll be reading from the New King James Version of God's Holy Word. And the word reads as thus. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. With all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Therefore, there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all who is above all, through all, and in you all. May the Lord add a blessing unto the hearers, readers, and doers of his most holy word. Let us pray. Dearly Father, we pray now for each and every one in this house today. Father, especially for the one on our immediate left and immediate right, oh God. For Father, we may not know what they have need of, but God, you do. We know that you are prayer answering God. And Father, I know for a fact today that the thing they have need of the most today is you. So, Lord, come into their lives today. If they don't know you in the palm of their sins, make today the day, oh God, that they accept you as both their Lord and their Savior. And, God, if there be anything else that's going on, God, fix it. As only you can. Lord, we come boldly before your throne of grace and mercy today, laying it all at your feet. And asking you to just have your way. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. For the next few moments, I want to talk to you briefly on this subject. Of there can be only one. One Lord. One faith. And one baptism. There can be only one. Amen. So before we go into the word, let me thank our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for being here today. Amen. Hallelujah. It's in his name that we stand and we are here today. Give the Lord a hand of praise for all his many blessings. We thank God for the angel of this house, this, this worship center, this soon-to-be 20,000-member congregation, Pastor Dr. Jesse L. Grice. Come on, give, give God a hand of praise for him. 
And we always marry up, so let's give God a hand of praise for Sister Joyce Grice. Amen? Wait, wait. She stepped out for just a second, but I know she's here. Praise God. Thank God for our ministerial staff, these brothers here on the front row and on this pulpit. Let's give God a hand of praise for them and their lovely wives. Amen? Thank God for my beautiful wife of soon to be 22 years. Sister Danielle Keeler, come on, give God a hand of praise for her. Let her know I love her. Amen? And for our six beautiful children, amen, we, we've been busy. Praise God. God has been good to me. God's been good, amen. Say, Reverend Keeler, do something more than watch TV, amen. God said to be fruitful and multiply. Praise God. We thank God for our extraordinary deacon staff. Let's give God a hand of praise for them. They're so studious, amen. And I keep telling y'all, I want to take them home and put them in my pocket. Let's give God a hand of praise for our praise band and our praise team. Amen. And we thank God for each of you in your respective places. Amen. Today, again, before we go any further, I just, there can be only one. You know, in this world today, we often want to be number one. We are... Uh, think about cycling, we think about uh, Lance Armstrong. To many, he was the greatest of all time. We go on the ice, and for me, I try not to fall, praise God. But for others, there was a guy by the name of Wayne Gretzky. They considered him to be what they would call the greatest of all time. We go on track and field, and I used to, amen, used to be pretty fast around that track. But nobody ever called me the greatest of all time. I remember last year, my, my son, he told me last week not to talk about him, but he forgot to tell me that again this morning. Amen? But my son Jaden back there on camp, the main camera, he was starting to jump those 110 hurdles and those 300 hurdles. And as his father, all I was thinking, boy, don't fall. <laughs> Don't break nothing, amen? I, me and your mama got to pray for it. Just, just don't fall. And I remember him going out and practicing and practicing and practicing. And while I was out there sweating in the, on the sideline with that umbrella, I was like, it's 90 degrees out here. It had to be 110 out there on the track, amen? And he was steady putting in work, y'all. And he went from last to winning every single race except one this, this past year, amen? amen? And that was hard work and determination on his part. I could tell he wanted to be number one. And all of a sudden, the boy made it to the regionals last week. And the regionals, if you do in the top six, you make it to the Junior Olympics. That boy won a silver medal last week. So son, we proud of you, amen? But he said, Daddy, I love football more than track, so I don't want to go to Junior Olympics this year. I said, well, I'll keep that money in my pocket, praise God. So next year, we pray he'll go to Junior Olympics, and he'll be number one in that. In basketball, me and my son Elijah have these heated discussions all the time. But the truth is, everybody wants to be like Mike. Can I get an amen? There's nothing greater, amen, than Michael Jordan, amen? Even the jokers that say they 
don't want to be like Mike Wayne L. Jordan. <laughs> I wear cowboy boots, praise God. It really doesn't matter to me. But when it comes to our spirituality, there truly is the greatest of all time. There truly is only one. I'm talking about one Lord. I'm talking about Jesus. They were singing about him earlier today, but I'm talking about Mary's baby boy, Jesus, the precious lamb of God. Jesus, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. We call him Adonai in one language. We, we, we call him Elohim, meaning God of many in another language. But to me, it's the Trinity, the blessed Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. You see, when you come down and talk about my spiritual salvation, there could be only one. Because there's only one that loved me so much that he gave his life in place of mine. Nobody else did that, Pastor. You want to talk about a joker that was tore up from the flow up? Somebody was messed up. Somebody that didn't have their stuff together. You're talking about me. You're talking about you. You see, the thing about Jesus, he loved us so much that he gave his life when we were at our worst. See, right now, y'all look good in here. You got on your, your, your yellow your true vine Baptist church, you're looking like peacocks. You're looking good. You got on your three-piece suit over here like our chairman, Deacon Kwanzaa Jenkins. You got on white shoes like Reverend Yates. I mean, the brother just floated up in here today. It was just mighty clouds of joy. I said, boy, look at that boy looking good. I said, he ain't got a mock on him, Pastor. Y'all looking good. But the truth is, God knows that your righteousness on your best days, you are messed up jokers. The truth of the matter is, when we were at our worst, I just come to talk to you. When you was laying up under somebody that wasn't your husband, when you was laying down with any girl that would lay down next to you when you was lying and cheating when you were selling your soul just to get a promotion when you do anything just to get ahead it was then that God sent his only begotten son to die for you. It was then that Jesus said, I'll take him just like he is. It was then that he said, I'll love you anyway. When you were at your worst. You remember when you were strung out on drugs. When you was drinking anything that you could drink. They ran out of six more liquor, so you say you got any. What else you got? Pink shampoo? I'll take that too. You got any mad dog 2020 back there? I don't care. Just give me something wet. It was then that God still died for you. That's why for me, 
there could be only one Lord. It's only one Lord loved me like that, sister. It's only one person that loved me when I was at my worst. It's only one person that loved me despite of me. That's Jesus. Anybody know Jesus in here today? Anybody heard of him? Has he made a way for you? Has he picked anybody up in here today? See, this thing is real. There can be only one. There can be only one that can save a wretch like me. Somebody give praise to God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit. See, I'm not a smart guy. I'm okay. I got a couple of degrees, but it took me a while. Praise God. I think it took me eight years to get my associates. But I got it. <laughs> yes, Amen. It took me eight years to get my bachelor's. But I got it. Yes, took me about ten to get my master's. But I got it. Somebody give God praise if you got it. Even if you got a GED, amen, you got it. Everybody ain't summa cum laude. Everybody ain't magna cum laude. Everybody ain't cum laude. Some of y'all thank you, Lordy. Some of y'all will get that on the way home. Because you know you cheated, amen. You sat next to the smart fellow, yeah. Amen. Praise God. Uh, uh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that you didn't get caught. Amen. There's one Lord, but it's also one faith. See, faith, by definition, is a trust or confidence in something or someone. You see, many of you have put faith in the wrong person. Folks have let you down. They promised you that promotion and you never did get it. But you didn't realize that promotions come from the Lord. I can't tell you how many times jokers told me that he was going to get the promotion, or he was going to get the promotion, or she was going to get the promotion. And when they came down with that strike, Pastor, they said, y'all got a guy named Akilah up in here. I just thought, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. God is a prayer answering God. When I look at this and I say, faith, who you got faith in? Y'all got to be like Peter. Over in Matthew, I believe it was in the 18th chapter when he, he was in the boat with his fellow disciples. He was up in there with John and everybody else. And they was in there and all of a sudden the wind started to rock the boats. And they say it got tumultuous. And they began to think they was going to die. And somebody looked out over the boat and they saw, looked like a ghost. They forgot about the storm. It was like, oh, Lord, who's that? I imagine they probably wanted to jump out of the boat. But somebody messed around and said, it looked like 
Jesus. And Peter said, Lord, if it's you, if it's you, Lord, bid me to come to where you're at. He forgot all about the storm. He forgot about the rain. He forgot about the waves. Some of you are wrapped up in your sins right now. That boat is like a ship to you. That, it's like representing your sins. And you got to look to Jesus. Just look to where he is and say, Lord, if that's you, save me from where I'm at. Oh, God, bring me out of my alcoholism. Bring me out of my drug addiction. Bring me out of my lustful ways, oh, God, in the name of Jesus. Peter stepped out the boat. There was someone by the name of St. Ignatius. He used to say in order to get closer with God, in order to work on your prayer life, he said the best thing to do is imagine yourself in the Gospels. And I can imagine myself on that boat. I can imagine myself seeing Peter step out of the boat but on the water, thinking, boys, you're crazy. You're going to drown. But Peter kept his eyes on Jesus. While me and the rest were in there wondering and watching. My wife don't want to swim in the sea no more. She said they got sharks down there in Florida. I don't think she would have got out that boat, amen? She'd been like something down there. But Peter stepped out the boat. I'm wondering how many of you are willing to step out the boat today on faith and say, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come. Bid me to come out of my seat. Bid me to come out of my lustful ways. Bid me to, wait to come out of my lying spirit. Bid me to come out of my gossiping. Bid me to come out of my adulterous affairs. Bid me to come out of my fornicating heart. Bid me to come out, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Peter stepped out. And then he began to falter because he realized it was a storm. It hadn't ceased. The winds were still raging. The waters were still going to and fro. In your life, God never promised to make anything stop. He just promised to be there. During the storm, during the rain, during the tough times, during the difficult moments. Many of you don't know it, but y'all say, man, he sure talk about his six kids a lot. But you don't know that I lost a child when my girlfriend made a choice that I didn't agree with. You don't know that my wife and I lost another child to a miscarriage. You don't know that I held my third child in my arms because he died during the birthing process. But God, but God. So now I can stand and say I got six that are alive and well. Nobody but Jesus. What did Reverend Yates say? Why me? Why not me? Why not you get up anyway? Continue to give God glory. 
Continue to give God praise. Continue to trust in him. Continue to believe in him. Because he will make a way. Out of no way. He'll make you forget all your troubles. Because I know that my babies are the first three already in heaven. Even though I wonder what they would have been here on earth, they're already in the arms of Jesus. And I will see them again, praise God. We're going to see each other again by the grace of God. Some of you need to get your faith in order. Quit having faith in Michael Jordan, in LeBron James. Quit having faith in Emmett Smith. Quit having faith in all of these football players and basketball players and put your faith in Jesus. Anybody got faith in Jesus in here today? Anybody believe he'll work it out? Anybody can say he already worked it out. Anybody that can declare that I've been redeemed. One Lord. One faith. One baptism. In case you hadn't noticed, our name is True Vine. Baptist Church. You're going to go down in the water here. Amen. Pastor don't even look at you. He, he let the deacons of one of us minister just hold them down there now. <laughs> they got to die to all of that stuff. Amen. Amen. Pastor, he did something wrong. <laughs> we immerse you here. And when you go to John, the first chapter, again, St. Ignatius giving me a vision. When he was dead, John the Baptist said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. When Jesus was coming to him to be baptized. And then we flip over, flip backwards a few pages to Matthew, the third chapter. We see him again there giving us a play-by-play. -play. For, for John knew that he was messed up. Even though he only wore camel hair and ate wild locusts and he, he looked like he was holy, but he knew that he was sinful. Anybody in here know you sinful? I say, anybody in here know you sinful? You still got a sin proclivity. Don't give me a Diet Coke. I don't like Diet Coke. Amen? But if you get a real Coke and put it in the freezer, you got something. You, you got my attention now. Reb, you want a Coke? Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Pop, pop the top. But see, the devil knows what your Coca-Cola is. And he'll bring it right to you. He'll lay it at your doorstep. But somebody say, thank God for Jesus. There's a need to be baptized. When John saw Jesus coming, he, he said, Lord, I'm baptizing people for the remission of sins. You don't need to be baptized. You need to be baptizing me. But he forgot why God had sent him. God sent him to baptize. 
Anybody in here forgot what God has sent you to do? You trying to tell God what you are and aren't going to do? He blessed you with that voice. You better use it for his glory. Oh, I ain't going to get no amens. He blessed you with that money. You better use it for his glory. He blessed you with them cooking skills. You better use them for his glory. John had been called to baptize. And Jesus said, let it be so. In order to fulfill all righteousness. And I love the rest of that verse because it gives you a depiction of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit right there. For Jesus is the one that's being obedient and being baptized. He who knew no sin became sin for you and me. And he was immersed in that water. And when he came up, the Bible says the Holy Spirit descended in the form of a dove and then alighted upon him. And when everybody thought it was done, it says the skies cracked open. And then God stepped in. And he said, that's my son in whom I am well pleased. Do God have anything to be pleased about in your life? Can he look at you and say, that's my boy right there. That's my daughter. That's my child. I am well pleased in him. If he can't, today is the day to get it right. Because today is the day that we need to realize that there can be only one. One Lord. Oh, there's something about the name Jesus. It is the sweetest name I know. Anybody know him? One faith. It's time to step out of your comfort zone today. It's time to leave your world of sin behind and find out what it is God has called you to do. There's one baptism. If you haven't been baptized, if mom and daddy brought you but you never came yourself, today is the day for you to get it right with God. Anybody want to get it right today? This is a personal relationship between you and God the Father, God the Son. And God, the Holy Spirit. There can be only one. Would you come today? Just as you are. As Pastor Grice comes and extends the invitation to discipleship. Thank you so much for your attendance and your support of the podcast. We do hope to see you again or hear you again or even talk to me again. And we love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you.